Hi, welcome to this vlog and podcast from ZP. So um, I did actually just do this vlog and podcast a few minutes ago, but I really felt the internet connection was just, for some reason, was really up and down. Um, to be frank, we do like to do this uh, webinar live. And so I just kind of thought, all right, well, we'll, we'll do it again anyway. Um, so just a quick comment that at ZP, you know, we do do these um, Quara services which is quality assurance and regulatory um assurance and it really helps us not helps us but it really helps our clients um get to market and so we just put a little strategic note out there this week actually around um the idea of um using a cholesterol sensor in order to help um get regulatory approval cholesterol sensor might not be the technology you're interested in but actually there are so many predicative cholesterol sensors on the market that it can really help you get something to the market. And you think, well, I'm not really interested in cholesterol. No, well, getting to market's important. Getting that kind of FDA badge of approval on your hardware, at least, is super useful. And therefore, I would argue that actually a cholesterol sensor is a pretty good way of um, doing it. So that was just some, a note um, that we did put out there this week, um, just giving people a hint as to um, one way of getting to market. Um, at ZP, we do make a cortisol sensor. Um, we like it. We intended it for kind of stress monitoring, performance monitoring. Um, but then you sometimes get inquiries, you know, and you discover something new every day. And if you're open-minded, I'm sure people are. Um, and what you discover is actually there's a sort of um, a rare disease called Cushing's disease. Um, and there, um, measuring the cortisol level is a you know an indicator of the disease, and also could be used to help guide. Um, I think it, I think Cushing's disease is a chronic disease. But it could at least help guide people to um, sort of control the disease and live with the disease. So um, I'm sorry for the disease, but it's nice to know that the cortisol sensor that we have could be um, part of that solution. Um, every Thursday at 8 a.m. London time, we do do a webinar. So um, last week um, or the week that's just finished, we, we did do a webinar. We covered a limit of detection of screen printed electrodes. And I realized that now over the years, um, that limit of detection on an assay, especially, well, especially a point of care assay, is very linked to repeatability of manufacturing. If you've got a very controlled manufacturing process that can really help with your limit of detection, um, but if you have a lot of variability on your manufacturing process, then that can really um, impact your limit of detection. So limit of detection is really important, and people do ask us a lot, a lot about it. Um, at ZP, we do make a whole range of um, gold screen printed electrodes. Um, we've got long-time collaborators, and I was able to kind of look at their work this week and then able to comment upon um, some people's data on gold electrodes um, during the webinar as well. And we also were asked about glucose and lactate monitoring in a non-invasive manner, which is something that's at ZP we're really, really quite skilled at um, as well. So we did cover that in the, in the, this week. Um, we're also holding a um, a free webinar with our good um, collaborators um, in India called Technando. So Technando is our distributor in, in India, and we are holding a um, a webinar specifically for India on the 9th of August. And so there's a registration link um, if you want to sign up for that as well on the website. So it's the 9th of August. Something else as well. I've always been very interested in. Um, new applications for electrochemistry. So, you know, electrochemistry is used a lot to measure 
um, analytes, but can we also just use it more broadly to actually do authentication? And so we did try some work where we were trying to authenticate a fake whiskey from a genuine whiskey, and we were able to use the sort of electrochemical spectrum, or you know, you can call it a voltammogram, but people sometimes wonder what voltammograms are. So if you call them a spectrum, sometimes it helps with chemists understand. Um, we were able to use that um, to actually give a fingerprint to a whiskey and say that's a whiskey or that was actually a, essentially a fake whiskey. Um, a technology that we've had for quite a long time, um, but it recently became sort of pertinent again, was actually we, we were able to print backside heaters on our sensors. Um, a lot of the applications we do are room temperature. Uh, room temperature is just so much more convenient, but sometimes um, an assay may require um, there to be some sort of heat or you know to rerun at a higher temperature. And there's a really neat way of doing it, which is to actually have a heater very um, integrated um, on the sensor. And we can do that through um, essentially printing techniques. So we did put a, a bit of a note up there this week um, around that. Um, we've also got the Emma Potential Stat. I mean, I'm super excited by the Emma Potential Stat. Um, it offers um, six channels. Like anything in life, somebody just asked me, well, can I have it in eight channels? It's like, no, it's just six at the moment. I'm sorry. Um, so we are doing six channels, um, six channel Potential Stat. And um, one of the things that we really want to take care of with Emma is actually that connection between um, your um, electrochemical cell and Emma. And there's all sorts of different connectors and cabling required. So we did sort of uh, put a bit of a note out on that. And I think we want to make Emma a bit more special by actually taking care of that stuff. It's just not well taken care of cabling and connectors in electrochemistry. It's such an important part of the signal, but I would almost suggest it's the most overlooked part of the signal. So um, we did um, work on that. Um, or we did put some notes out regarding that. Um, don't forget that we do have our Scandinavia Sensor Summit. We're calling it S3 these days. Um, this is for us is very important because we did align a long time ago with the UN Sustainability Goals. Good health, clean water. Um, and in some ways you can actually help the state of the planet also by just making sure that industry runs more efficiently. And if you want to make things run more efficiently you have to measure them if you can measure it then you've got some way of basically improving things but if you're not measuring it you can't you certainly can't improve it i mean that's a philosophy at zp but that is just a, a you know the first thing that any government or environmental agency is saying if they want to improve something they want to measure it in the uk we have the office of national statistics which tries to measure things so that government can run um the economy and society better let's say but diverging slightly um, or digressing but at ZP we also believe in measuring things we're having our Scandinavia Sensor Summit and it's really all around um, measuring but not just being restricted to healthcare um, being much more broader than that and not being restricted to electrochemical biosensors either we are much um, going to be much more broad on that during the workshop as well um, we're also lucky because we do have our Norwegian facilities that we are able to participate in Horizon 2020 projects these are, I think Horizon 2020 projects are kind of one of the envies to the world, let's say, that, you know, that these are really good projects that run across Europe and we are able to participate in them and we're working on embedding electronics into the human body. In this case, we're doing it to help with prosthetics, but 
um, it's also worth saying that you can also use um, you can also this gets you into a technology called electrotherapeutics or electroceuticals which I know GSK and um, Google are collaborating on as well don't forget every Thursday 8 a.m. London time we do do our webinar um, answering technical questions um, that come in from the week so we do that 8 a.m. London time and that will be happening this week as well and the questions uh, essentially are, are already um, coming in um, for that so um, we will be um, answering we, we will be doing the webinar I should say um, on Thursday at um, 8 a.m. London time um, we've also got Julie Julie is a for us it's a it's a world-class data management system specifically for electrochemistry it can receive all sorts of electrochemical data from impedance potentiometry amperometry um, voltammetry um, we have a freemium version so and we also have a premium version the big difference being one is free one is not free but we just wanted to put a table out there to kind of help people understand um, the difference between the two so we did put a table together and we are um, gonna have a webinar actually on Julie and I haven't linked it here um, but the webinar is happening in August um, but every time somebody signs up now we're gonna invite them to a webinar so that people can really get a good start on this um, ZP is also one of our sites is on is very near um, the campus at Warwick University and there's a science park at Warwick University really an excellent campus to be frank um, and really really an excellent university they do have they are world-class at Warwick um, and they have a biomedical engineering department um, and ZP was invited to give a talk there this week so I'm happy to give a talk um, and it was definitely well received um, so thank you to that to them um this is really linked to that s3 earlier on so s3 is this kind of scandinavia census summit that zp is holding when we're really trying to sort of digitize the world and um one of the most um i wouldn't say invasive but one of the most important elements in our plan is actually um nitrogen i think it makes up about um 78 of the um, atmosphere um, super important to um, all life on the planet um, and so nitrogen is, is everywhere but in order to kind of fix some of the global problems of pollution um, you have to probably measure nitrogen um, and it comes in different um, different speciations you can have ammonia you can have um, um, hydroxylamine you can have um, nitrite um, and so at ZP we do have technology to both identify the speciation of nitrogen in a sample and also to um, quantify it as well so that's definitely something that we've um, been talking about um, this week as well and then just finally um, sensors for blood gas analysis so um, at the moment if you have a blood draw in a hospital um, or a blood draw at a doctor's it will end up on probably what's called a blood gas analyzer at ZP we do have the largest range of blood gas analyzers um, or sensors I should say rather for blood gas analyzers on the planet um, we have you know pH sensors um, calcium sodium potassium chloride um, partial pressure of oxygen um, you also need to measure the partial pressure of co2 and we also have glucose sensors as well so we just put a note together around this but also we had to sort of emphasize in the note that it's not enough to just get a sensor off somebody like ZP it really has to be integrated properly into your technology stack and so when people ask the question, well, what's the accuracy of your sensor? Well, the, 
performance of our sensor depends on how you place that sensor into your um, blood gas analyzer. So we did cover that um, in a note this week as well. So I will wrap it up there. This is actually the second version of this vlog. As I say, I wasn't satisfied with the first version. We seem to have a really bad internet connection, um, but I've been keeping an eye on the internet and I seem to have a green light all the way this time. So we um, quickly redid it. Okay, if you've got any questions with ZP, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Um, and we will do this vlog and podcast next week and just wrap up um, the news next week. Okay, and don't forget we have our ZP Developer Zone webinar every um, Thursday at 8 a.m. London time. Okay, thank you. Take care. Bye-bye.